Good morning. Does anyone ever wish that they could start over, get a do-over, go back and change things that you might have said or maybe things that you have done, get a clean slate, fresh start? Maybe not with everything, but definitely with some things. If you were given a clean slate, a do-over, a second chance, what might you do differently? Have you ever thought about that? For me, I would never have even tried Diet Coke. I would drink only water and no chocolate, definitely no chocolate. I would love to have been a much calmer, much more patient and less anxious mom. Exercise, I would have realized it's important its importance much earlier. I would light candles more often instead of saving them for special occasions. I would have called my dad every day without fail and told him how much I loved him. I would have loved humans more and man-made religious rules less. I would have listened more and talked less. I would love to go back to be, uh, I would love to go back and be friends with those who were seen as the outcasts in my high school. I would not have teased my hair in the 80s or used so much Aquanet hairspray. I would have forgiven faster and found a therapist much sooner. But in the moment, we don't always get the chance for a do-over, do we? Instead, we live in real time, in a real world, with real uncertainties and real brokenness. In a world filled with technology and social media and news being broadcast 24-7 and everyone's business being put out on platforms for the world to see and judge. The news becomes selective sharing only the perspective of the author, and fear quickly and easily takes over. One begins to wonder, where is God in the midst of this situation? How can I be joyful when I don't know where my next meal will come from? How can I be thankful when I can't afford the repairs on my car? How can I be peaceful when my family member might not be able to afford the medical procedure, or these medications? Will we ever be able to rebuild from this devastating fire, hurricane, or tornado? As followers of Christ, is it even possible for us to see clearly, to see that in the midst of the uncertainty of this world, that God is faithful to provide opportunities for hope, thankfulness, and a fresh start. Can we slow down? Can we turn from and turn off all the things that occupy our worried minds and instead run towards and recognize the God who loves us and always wants what is best for us? There is more to our story, more to your story, than just what can be seen with our eyes. There is healing and transformation and a new life that can take place in our hearts. The new life, the spiritual transformation that can happen when we fall down before God and ask not only to be physically healed, 
but to be made well. I believe that is where God is, smack dab in the middle of this transformation, where we find joy, where thankfulness is, where hope lives, where there is peace. I believe this is our daily clean slate. Sometimes clean slates don't always look the way we expect. This morning we read in Jeremiah about the uncertain times that the exiles are living in. They are a people that have been captured and taken to Babylon. They are uncertain about their future. However, messages from false prophets are telling them that their return home to Jerusalem will happen soon. So they are hopeful. Then along comes Jeremiah and shares, and he shares with them, nope, not true. God wants you to stay put here in Babylon. There is no early end to your captivity, and God wants you to create a new life in Babylon. Build homes, plant gardens, eat what you produce, get married, have children, and pray. Pray for this new city where you will make this new life for yourselves. Because if the city of Babylon prospers, then you will prosper too. Embrace this place where God has you, because you are going to be here for a while. I imagine as they heard this news, they were devastated. They wanted to go back to Jerusalem, and things were definitely not turning out how they had hoped or planned. Where was God? Psalm 66 says, Be joyful in God, all you lands. Sing the glory of his name. Sing the glory of his praise. You let enemies ride over our heads. We went through fire and water, but you brought us out into a place of refreshment. Somehow, in the midst of their uncertainty, I have no doubt that our God was faithful to provide opportunities for hope, thankfulness, and a new life for these exiles. A clean slate, a fresh start, God was present and active in this seemingly unhospitable place until it was time for them to return home. In real time, in a real world, with real uncertainties and real brokenness, I am challenged by the words of Paul in 2 Timothy when he says, Remind them of this. And warn them before God that they are to avoid wrangling over words, which does no good but only ruins those who are listening. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved by him, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly explaining the word of truth. Not sure about you, but I've wrangled over words a time or two. Sometimes it almost seems impossible not to. We are told by Paul that the word of God is not chained, but the words of Jennifer, or insert your name, maybe they should be sometimes. How can we share the good news of Jesus, and why would anyone bother to listen after we have unleashed our most powerful weapon, our tongue? I wonder how my life my heart, your life, your heart, might be healed and transformed by listening to Paul's words. 
Like Paul, what might I, what might we have to endure in order to transform our hearts and our minds and our tongues into workers for God that are not ashamed by the things that we say? We are daily given the opportunity to die to our old ways of living and turn to a new way of living with the help of Jesus. The question becomes, in this uncertain world, will we be brave enough to change? Because a new life takes courage and bravery, which I imagine is where the 10 lepers found themselves when they came upon Jesus, who was traveling in the area. At least 10 men who were shunned from their communities and considered outcasts must have had a moment of courage because they approached Jesus and asked him to have mercy on them. Jesus' reply might seem strange because he tells them to go and show themselves to the priests. But the priests were the only ones who could determine if someone was cured so that the person could then re-enter their community. Will this group of men listens to Jesus and takes off towards the priest? Then one of them, a Samaritan, who was considered an outcast for being a leper and a Samaritan, slows down long enough to see that he has been healed. He turns back, falls before Jesus' feet, and says, thank you. I'm not sure why the others don't stop to say thank you. Did they not notice their skin was healed? Were they too excited? Were they just being good listeners and kept running toward the priests to get the all clear? Again, not sure. But I do believe that with the words, thank you, Jesus not only healed the man's skin, but he also healed and transformed his heart. His thankfulness not only healed him, but it made him well. He got his do-over. In the midst of our uncertainty, God is faithful to provide opportunities for hope, thankfulness, and a new life with Jesus Christ. We see that this morning with those who were exiled, with Paul, with the leprous Samaritan man. God was with each of them in their circumstances, and God is with each of us in ours. So the question becomes, how will we be faithful, hopeful, thankful in the place where God has us right now? Where might we see the exiles, outcasts, and the brokenhearted today? And how might we be able to point them in ways that lead to a new life with Christ? Where might you need healing from wrangling over words? In what circumstances might you need to chain your tongue? Where might you need to slow down, turn around and recognize things to be thankful for? I read this week that thankfulness almost seems to be inner health 
made audible. In this day, may we all die to our old ways of living and turn to a new way of living in Christ. Amen.